Today's episode is sponsored by the American Chemistry Council. Chemistry creates, America competes. Something interesting is happening with Bitcoin right now. While hot dogs and burgers sizzle on those barbecues, crypto traders may have something else on their minds. The major coins getting slammed heading into the holiday weekend. And given so, Anthony, give us a little bit of insight into what you make of these wild swings, like today with the 9% drop. And no, I'm not talking about the wild and weird and volatile changes in the cryptocurrency's value. I'm talking about the very core of what Bitcoin is about. Bitcoin is starting to move beyond just being something that you use to pay for a thing or exchange value with someone. That's Kelly Madrick. She's a financial services reporter at Politico who loves talking about cryptocurrency. I don't hate crypto. I don't love it. It's something that exists and it's fascinating to watch and it's fascinating to write about. So I will continue to do that, sir. Kelly's been looking into how Bitcoin, which is supposed to be this digital alternative to currency that kind of operates in the shadows, doesn't have banks, but has computers and is controlled by the people, is catching the eye of Wall Street. And that's catching the eye of government regulators. People on Wall Street want to give investors easier access to digital currencies because they understand that there's demand there. But for the average mom and pop investor, going on an unregulated exchange and having a Bitcoin wallet, who even knows what that is, right? The idea is that Bitcoin is cool, but confusing. So Wall Street traders should be able to invest in it for you. So give the sophisticated investors the Bitcoin wallets and let them sell securities to the public that will then track the price of Bitcoin. Thing is, something like that needs to be approved by regulators. And regulators, they're not sure what they're going to do yet. I got a lot of hate for this article. This morning I woke up to some some really really vile things said about me just for just for raising the possibility that policymakers are hesitant about Bitcoin. I'm Jeremy Siegel. This is Politico Dispatch and today people are trying to institutionalize this supposedly revolutionary asset. Kelly Madrick on Wall Street's big push to make Bitcoin legit. All right, Kelly, before we get into what's going on with Wall Street and with regulators, give me a super quick explainer on what Bitcoin is and and what it's about. What you need to understand is that it was basically a theory that turned into a currency that was based on the idea that maybe banks don't need to exist. A lot of recent buzz around the digital currency Bitcoin. Uh, We've learned that there's now being accepted in casinos, payments for cars, even for rent. But not many people know exactly what it is or how it can be used. And instead of the bank, you had what was called a distributed ledger, which is, in a really rudimentary sense, a balance sheet that you share from one computer to another. Mm -hmm. What it promulgated was this entire view of decentralized finance that you now see policymakers and regulators kind of jostling against and also trying to get their hands around. And it was originally fueled by people that wanted to live off the grids and computer hackers. And 
what we've seen is that has morphed into this vibrant ecosystem where institutions started coming in more and more. When it comes to regulating how and where people use different types of stores of value, whether that's a dollar or a Chinese yuan, the euro, all of those things have a really important political value, and that is that everyone agrees that a certain amount of money is worth something. And so for something that's entirely based on computers to compete with that, it's created something of a financial revolution. So this revolutionary new form of currency has kind of grown and grown over the years. And and not just Bitcoin. There are all sorts of other cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin's just the biggest. As it's grown and people have heard more about it and probably heard about some of the big spikes and how much it's worth, which have also come along with big dips at times, more people have wanted to get involved in cryptocurrency in some way. And now you're reporting that Wall Street is making a big push to launch something called exchange-traded funds that are linked to cryptocurrency like Bitcoin. I feel like I just said a bunch of words together that kind of make no sense. (laughs) Um, What exactly is an exchange-traded fund? And why is Wall Street pushing for them here? ETFs. It's such a complicated, convoluted mouthful of words. But what you need to understand is it would basically give people an ability to buy securities in a fund. So they're not actually buying Bitcoin. They're buying a Bitcoin flavored fund. And so the reason that this even has demand in the first place is because people think Bitcoin's hot. So people on Wall Street want to give investors easier access to digital currencies because they understand that there's demand there. But for the average mom and pop investor, going on an unregulated exchange and having a Bitcoin wallet, who even knows what that is, right? (laughs) So give the sophisticated investors the Bitcoin wallets. Mm. Give the sophisticated investors the choices of the exchanges that they go on and the currency they they invest in, and let them sell securities to the public that will then track the price of Bitcoin. It takes away a whole lot of the risk for everyday investors. So exchange-traded fund, exchange-traded products, you know, all of this lingo and this jargon really boils down to the fact that sophisticated investors want to have a fund that invests in these currencies, and they can then sell securities, which are not Bitcoin, to tell people, hey, you can gain exposure to what happens in the market with Bitcoin, but you don't need all the risk. Okay, that makes sense to me. But reading your story, Wall Street lobbyists are facing an uphill battle on getting this approved. Lawmakers like Senator Elizabeth Warren, who you interviewed, said, quote, our country needs to take a deeper dive on how to deal with cryptocurrency before any regulations are put in. The SEC, which regulates the stock market, you say, is also skeptical on this. What is behind that exactly? What's the arguments against legitimizing Bitcoin on Wall Street? Lately, the the 
huge declines in Bitcoin and other cryptocurrency values, volatility, and then even the ransomware stuff we see. We see people, you know, demanding payment in Bitcoin and taking over people's servers. And the Federal Trade Commission just came out with a report that last year people lost almost $80 million in in investment fraud. And for people under 30, half of that was in cryptocurrency. I mean, the concerns are so broad right now in terms of how safe this asset really is and whether it's worth the kind of pedigree that it would have if it was a fund that could trade on a national stock exchange. So there's a real question. And even some of the Republicans who are champions of decentralizing finance and and, and deregulating finance, even they need a little more time right now before they're willing to endorse this. And I think that's very telling. Uh Some regulars are upset. They say, you know, there's enough proof of work now that we don't have to worry about that. But other regulators say, no, this thing has been allowed to grow outside the auspices of regulators. We've told them what they're doing is potentially illegal. They've not listened to us. The market has continued to expand. And now we're not going to bless them with a special route to stock markets just because they've gotten really big. And so that's the real decision point that we're all waiting to see what comes out of it. And it's still really not clear. Hmm. So the SEC could decide this summer on whether applications for some of these ETFs, these funds, are approved. But I'm curious, like, With the whole idea of Bitcoin, of cryptocurrency that you talked about earlier, being decentralized, being unlike these government regulated currencies of it, you know, going under the radar, not being controlled by any government entities, all that stuff. Like if you have a situation where the SEC is allowing and regulating Wall Street cryptocurrency trading Doesn't that in a way just sort of go against the core of what it's about? I think that's a really smart question. I think that kind of speaks to the fact that you can't just make a currency in a vacuum. Uh And as much as the like intellectual purity of Satoshi Nakamoto, who is the creator of Bitcoin's white paper, seemed to offer to people, it's obviously become a creature of Wall Street in a way that nobody can control. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people would hate to hear me say that. But when you see people who are trying to create funds, when you see the former chairman of the SEC, Jay Clayton, advising for a financial hedge fund company that is currently trying to launch a cryptocurrency exchange traded fund. I mean, it's obvious that in no way is this some kind of anti-finance finance vehicle. And so I think that, you know, trying to provide investors exposure to a more Wall Street friendly product that has the flavor of their asset It's just a natural outgrowth of what Wall Street likes to do, which is take something that's popular and find new and different and creative ways to make money off of it. Kelly Madrick, thanks so much for talking with me. 
Of course, I'm happy to always talk about all things finance. Also, today, the TSA is reporting the highest number of passengers screened during the coronavirus pandemic. On Friday, the agency saw more than 1.95 million air travelers, the most since March of 2020, when the pandemic began to take hold in the U.S. Air travel has slowly climbed in recent months, with more than 62% of American adults having gotten at least one vaccine dose and more than half of adults fully vaccinated. Memorial Day weekend has been widely expected to mark a return to something more closely resembling normalcy for many, with COVID cases falling significantly across the country. And President Biden is set to visit Oklahoma today to mark the 100th anniversary of the Tulsa Race Massacre. The trip comes after, on Monday, Biden issued a proclamation remembering the massacre, calling for Americans to eradicate systemic racism and pledging to further racial justice. The massacre happened between May 31st and June 1st of 1921, when white rioters destroyed the black neighborhood of Greenwood and killed hundreds. In his proclamation, Biden called on the federal government to, quote, reckon with and acknowledge how it has stripped wealth and opportunity from black communities, noting that federal policy made recuperating from the massacre, quote, nearly impossible. Today's episode included music composed by Breakmaster Cylinder. Be sure to subscribe to Politico Dispatch if you haven't yet, and also tell a friend to check out the show. I'm Jeremy Siegel. Thanks for listening.